In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In any country, we have three authorities. The Parliament, who actually makes the decisions, and the government that executes the decisions, and the court system that judges what's going on right and what's going on wrong. This system actually is not the invention of human being, but it is taken from God's design in creating us. Because we have these three authorities in each one of us. We have our mind and our heart makes the decision and the choices. And then we have the will to execute the decisions. And we have the conscience to judge our decisions and how we conduct ourselves. At the end, we have the three authorities in each one of us. Who makes the decision? The mind and the heart. In any country, when the parliament is working good and there is no corruption, then the decisions and the law of this country is going in the right way. In the same way, when our mind and our hearts are anointed by the Holy Spirit and you are making good choices and good decisions and we follow the law of God, then the whole person will function properly according to the will of God. That's why I like to speak today about the mind, the thought. Especially as Sunday school servants, many times we are tempted or attacked by negative thoughts or bad thoughts or judgmental thoughts, etc. All the time, all of us who are thinking either pure or impure, holy or unholy, godly or ungodly, and what we are thinking actually influence our action, actions that's done by our will. So we need to have our thoughts under the control of God. Also, many youth or many children, students of Sunday school come to us. They have troubling thoughts or maybe they are thinking in the wrong way. And it's our role as Sunday school is to redirect their thoughts and guide them to think the right way. Thoughts are influenced by the world around us, influenced by our home, our bringing up, influenced by the school, influenced by the social media around us, influenced by the news, influenced by what happens to us, especially in our childhood and while we are growing. For example, children who are exposed to abuse in their childhood, maybe they will have troubling thoughts all their life. And also our thoughts, as I said, they are influencing our actions. Every day we make choices, every day, and we make decisions. These decisions are influenced by our thoughts. That's why when we anoint a baptized person, with the holy Mayroon 
after the baptism. The first part we anoint is his forehead to actually sanctify the thoughts in order the thoughts of this person will be the mind of Christ. As beautifully St. Paul said, as for us, we have the mind of Christ. Since our thoughts are influenced by what's around us, so in order to think in a godly way, you need all the time to allow what is godly enter into your mind, enter into your thoughts through the word of God, sermons, reading good books and, and, and godly books. All what you read, all what you hear, all what you see, enter into your mind. And without realizing, they are forming the process of thinking. In the same way, we need to strengthen our defense against unclean thoughts and against unclean material that can enter through our senses, through reading, through hearing, through seeing. If you imagine your mind is like this church, and the church has doors and windows. We open the doors and windows to allow what is good, and we close them in order to keep what is bad outside. In the same way, we need actually to control our thoughts, we should avoid people, for example, whose opinion and action are not in harmony with the word of God. To avoid them, as St. Paul said, be separate from the children of the world. Bad company corrupt good morals. And we need actually to open our thoughts and our mind to what is godly. I like to give you some practical steps how to overcome and how to control our thoughts. Because God gave us the ability to be in control of your thoughts. Many people, they are saying, I am victim to all these negative thoughts. How can I stop them? How can I don't allow them to affect me and to take my peace away? So I will give you 12 points actually to help us to control our thoughts. So we'll be in charge of our thoughts, not we'll be captive by our thoughts. And one of the beautiful verses that St. Paul mentioned, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's what we need to do. How any thought, I'll take this thought as a captive to obey Christ, to obey the word of God. Number one, don't be afraid of thoughts and don't assume your defeat in front of them. Many times we say, I don't know how to handle these thoughts. They are attacking me, a source of judgment. When I enter a church, I'll find myself all the time I'm judging people around me. I don't know. I think I will never overcome these thoughts. Once you think this way, you are setting yourself to failure. No, same with St. Paul, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. I will persevere, I will fight the good fight. I will capture every thought to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians 
chapter 10, verse 5. And the best thing actually is the distractions of the thought. Early church fathers and monastic fathers, desert fathers, told us don't negotiate with the thoughts. Don't get into discussion with the thoughts, but distract the thoughts. For example, if somebody comes to your house to steal your house, are you going to discuss with him how it is wrong not to steal your house? Of course not. You will push him away, you will call the police for him, but you are not going to actually discuss with him. In the same way, any thought that coming to steal the purity of my heart, the purity of my mind, there is no time to talk or discussion. This should not be the case. I need to distract the thought, push the thought away, and maybe call the heavenly police here by Jesus' prayer, call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord Jesus Christ help me, my Lord Jesus Christ save me, then actually you will have control over your thoughts. So don't be afraid, don't be afraid of the thoughts and don't assume your defeat in front of them. Number two, train yourself to lead your thoughts. Don't let thoughts lead you. For example, many times we allow ourselves to get distracted, not in bad thoughts or negative thoughts, but I am under the mercy of thought. Where my thoughts taking me, I will go there. In this way, actually, you are under the mercy of the thought. But to be in control of your thoughts, train it, it needs training every day. How I choose what I decide, what I think about, and what I don't think about. Not necessarily when the thoughts are bad. No. Maybe you are thinking in something positive. But here's the problem that I am under the control of the thoughts. I am not in control of my thoughts. So, need to be in a charge, to be in control of your thoughts. Don't let the thoughts take you wherever the thoughts want you. I remember maybe five weeks ago, it was on Saturday night, and I received a message by night that disturbed me. Well, I was not aware enough to stop this thinking negatively. And actually, I stayed maybe until four in the morning. I could not sleep, upset, angry, disappointed. And then, yeah, I want to sleep because following day is Sunday and I have a long day on Sunday. So at the end, I realized that I should be in control. I should not allow the thoughts to control me. So I decided actually to listen to a sermon, to a powerful sermon to take my thoughts away. So here I decided to be in control, to direct my thoughts. And, and guess what? I chose a sermon, I started playing it, listened to it, and two minutes I was asleep. What I'm trying to say, you need to be in control. I was victim to these thoughts these five, six hours, but once I decided to be in control, I was able actually to push away the negative thought, take control, and it ended. I wake up in the morning with a new mindset. Number three, fill your mind constantly with something spiritual. So that 
even if the devil comes to you with a bad thought, he will not find your mind free for it. And this happened with Justina. When Kiprianus, the magician, before his conversion and repentance, he tried to do magic in order to control Justina. So the devil, he used it in, in, in magic, every time goes to Justina, he finds her praying. So he could not plant any negative thought in her mind. And he tried and tried and tried, and he failed. And at the end, he learned about her faith, she is Christian, and this power actually is more powerful than the power of the devil he is using in magic. And Kiprianus repented and became a Christian. When my mind is busy with spiritual stuff, it is like preventative treatment. All of you know the story of King David. There was a war and he should actually be busy or with the soldiers in this war. But David did not go to the war and he did not fill his mind with something positive or something spiritual. So Satan came, planted this sin in his mind and he was able to deceive David. And David, this great prophet, fell in adultery and in uh, murder. Don't leave your mind in a vacuum. Because if you leave your mind in vacuum, the devil will occupy it and plant in your mind what he wants. Your mind is like the field that is God plant wheat in it. But if you are asleep, Satan will come and plants what tears in it. The problem is not in the devil, because we know that the devil, as St. Peter said, your enemy is like a roaring lion, wanted to devour you. So the problem in this, that the person was asleep, he was not alert. If he's alert, the devil would not be able to plant these words in his mind. Spiritual reading is very useful. Read every day spiritual books and reflect all the time on what you read. Also, when you read, it will not help you only in occupying your mind and preventing bad thoughts from attacking you, but also reading has positive benefit. It gives actually spiritual material to your mind to think about it, to contemplate, to meditate, and gives the heart the feeling of love toward God. And the feeling of love toward God actually is a very important force that expel the negative thoughts from your mind. Joseph, because he loved God, when he was tempted, this power of love toward God met him saying, how can I commit this great wickedness and sin against God? Fill your mind all the time with spiritual material. It will be the food of your mind. How you nurture your mind, how to feed your mind, reading. Reading will actually nurture your mind. Number four, be constantly alert and watch over the purity of heart so that the wrong thought does not steal you without noticing. Alertness, watchfulness. When the Lord taught us 
how not to fall into temptation, he told us two things. Watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. Life of watchfulness, being alert all the time, and life of prayer will protect you from temptations. And also I want you to notice the connection between the heart and the mind. They are connected together. For example, if you think negative about somebody, your heart will develop like hatred toward this person. If you love somebody from your heart, then you will convince your mind to find excuses for this person. The mind and heart work together and they feed each other. That's why I said the mind and heart, they are making the choices and decisions in your life. Also, we need to train ourselves to remove the thoughts while they are still like infant or weak, not strong. But when the thought dwells in my mind for a long time, it will be more difficult and difficult because now there are roots for these thoughts in our mind. St. Anthony the Great took his disciples one time and they found some grass and he told them, can you remove this grass? So one of his disciples removed the grass by just two, three fingers. Then they went to a little bush and he told them, remove this little bush. So five, six of them, they tried to remove it and they were able to remove it together. Then they went to a huge tree and he told them, can you remove this tree? They tried, they couldn't. He told them thoughts like this. In the beginning, it will be like grass. You can easily expel the thoughts. When you let them make roots in your heart, in your mind, it will be more difficult. And the more you leave your thoughts without expelling them or casting them away, they will become like a tree. Yes, I'm not saying it is impossible at this time because I can do all things in Jesus Christ, but it will need like a miracle like moving the mountain. You should not wait. You should remove the thoughts while they are weak and not strong. Because if you let the wrong thoughts linger in your mind for a while, they will soon establish their feet and gain strength over you. And then it will be more uh, difficult. And the more they continue in your mind and settle into your mind, the weaker you become you cannot resist the thought and you may fall. Be alert, be quick to drive the thoughts out and remember what David said in Psalm 137. O wretched daughter of Babylon, blessed is he who seizes your children and buries them by the rock. Who is Babylon here? You know Babylon is the land of captivity. Babylon here symbolizes the land of sin, when I am taken captive into sin. And he said, blessed is he who seizes your children. Who are the children of Babylon? These are the thoughts, because when I live a sinful life, my thoughts will be sinful. So he said, blessed is he who seizes your children and buries them under the rock. Who is the rock? The rock, as St. Paul said, the rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll capture every thought and bury it under the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and we pray this psalm in the 12th hour of the Akbiyah. In this psalm, David was addressing Babylon, the land of captivity, in a prophetic way, to which his heart is enslaved. And he says, Blessed is he who catches your children, catches the thought while they are small. That's why he said children, not other. Blessed is he who catches your children, thoughts while they are young, small, while they are at the beginning, before they develop, and bury them by the rock. The rock is the Lord Jesus Christ, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. Number five, there is a spiritual virtue called the shyness of the thought. The thought is shy. When actually you are attached to God and you have a personal relation with God, in your prayer, in your meditation, how you express your love toward God in praising, in chanting toward God. So at this moment, your mind will be very shy because your mind is attached to God, will be very shy even to think wrong or to allow the thought to imagine something wrong. As we are shy to commit sin in front of others, for example, if Abuna is visiting us, I will not lose my temper. I will control my temper. Why? Because I am embarrassed or shy to lose my temper in front of Abuna. Or I cannot do certain sins publicly in front of others. Usually the person go into a room and lock himself. When we are embarrassed from others, this stops us from doing certain sins. If I feel the presence of God around me and I develop the shyness of thought because I know that God is watching over me, this can be a spiritual remedy. How can I think this way? And I know God searches my thoughts and searches my heart and searches my brains. Be preoccupied with God. And this is a preventive remedy against sinful thoughts. Because the person or the thought will be ashamed of thinking negatively in front of God. Number six, stay away from offenses and stumbling blocks that bring you wrong thoughts. For example, stay away from harmful people who gossip and who judge and they actually fill your minds with ideas and negative thoughts about others. Maybe you perceive people in a godly way and somebody comes to you and starts to speak to you about a certain person negatively. And from this moment, whenever you see this person, you associate him in your mind with all this negativity. Maybe you did not investigate, maybe you don't know, maybe the person who told you this, whether he is true or false, he already ruined your mind. So stay away from harmful material, harmful people, harmful reading that can actually bring profane thoughts to your mind or at least discourage you from spiritual thinking or fill your time 
with negativity. So even when you, you are trying to be with God, it will be difficult. Many people, they say, when I come to the church, I cannot pray, I'm distracted all the time. The negativity here will hurt you even when you try to get closer to God or to think positive. So stay away from any negative material you listen to it or can enter through your senses or from negative conversations because all these things actually will make your thoughts away from God. Number seven, as I mentioned, what are the gates of the mind? The senses are the gates of the mind because our mind is fed through what we see, what we hear, what we touch. When we keep our senses pure, then our thoughts will be pure. But if we are not good guardians to protect our senses, then all this material will enter into our mind and our mind will be full of sinful thinking. And here actually you will find yourself fighting against yourself because who is fighting you here? Not Satan, because you are not guarding your senses, because you are allowing your senses open to everything bad around you. And Satan will deceive you and tell you, no, no, you will not be influenced. The fact is you will be influenced. Don't tell me I will watch this movie and it will not influence me. It will. Don't be deceived. So here actually I am the one who is bringing this warfare on me. It's not Satan because I am not protecting my senses. The wise person should let his senses be with him, not against him. When you enter the church, the church wants you to have your senses to be blessed. That's why from the moment you enter the church, in seeing you find icons around you. So when you see all these beautiful icons, this actually will put your mind in the life of the saints. Then you will listen to hymns, chanting, to uh, sermons, to the reading. Again, this is food for your mind, godly food. Then you will smell the incense and your mind make association. What do you mean by association? For example, if certain person using a certain perfume, your mind associate the perfume with this person. If you smell this perfume, you will remember that person. That's what we call association. So your mind actually will associate the incense with the prayer. Because every time you enter the church, you smell incense. So your mind actually associates the smelling of incense with the mood of prayer. That's why once we enter into the church and smell the incense, we are in the mood of prayer. Then you go home and once you smell it, that's association. Your mind is associating this with that. وبعدين touching when you enter you venerate an icon you venerate the cross so all these touching are also affect your mind 
and make you feel the reverence of the church. Finally, testing when you eat the body and drink the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure all of us, when we take communion, we don't feel we are eating, but there is a special grace, a special blessing when actually we partake of his body and his blood. So the church is using the five senses actually to help you to be in the mood of prayer. And we take this, by the way, from Isaiah chapter 6. Because Isaiah chapter 6, we find Isaiah saw God sitting on the throne and this beautiful vision. And he heard the seraphim chanting, holy, holy, holy. And he smelt the incense. And also the one of the seraphim took a charcoal and he touched his lips. And he made him taste it and eat it. We see in, in Isaiah chapter 6 how the five senses helped Isaiah when he was standing before God. And the church here in the liturgy doing what is mentioned to us in Isaiah chapter 6. So make the, your senses work for you, not against you. Number 8, we say there are some yeah, idle thoughts. I cannot actually pray or, or keep my mind godly 24-7. So what about sometimes my thoughts will be not about something good, but again, not about something evil. So it's just neutral, neither good nor evil. Many times this like a trap, Satan is making us to be like a precursor to wrong idea. And the one who does not control his thought, but rather leaving your thought wander here and there, actually at the end, he may settle on a wrong topic. That's why on the positive side, your thought should lead you to the love of God or to any useful or positive subject. Even your work, your study, your service, your responsibility, make your thoughts thinking about these positive things. Don't let them wander in useless matters. I remember uh, there was an elder in uh, Sulian Monastery when we used to visit him and we opened any subject with him, any, any subject, not necessarily spiritually. He has the grace and the ability to change it into a spiritual topic without we realize لدرجة اتفقت مع أب راهب كده مرة قلت له احنا هنروح النهاردة لأبونا فلان ده وهسأله عن الموضوع الفلان ده وهشوف ازاي هحوله يعني I, I was wondering how he is able actually to change the subject into something spiritual even without we realizing and what happened actually فعلا he was able to change it without we realize how because his mind is full of godly and spiritual things. That's why when you say something, he responds in a spiritual way. Like when Mary visited Elizabeth, she was greeting her. How Elizabeth responded, her mind was full of the Holy Spirit. But blessed are you among women, far be it from you, who am I that the mother of God come to visit me? And how St. Mary replied to her, my soul magnifies the Lord. It's beautiful. The ordinary dialogue between people is just praising God. 
because their mind is preoccupied all the time with godly material. Uh, number nine, if you try to distract the thought, but you could not overcome it, what you should do? Go and talk to people. Because when you are talking to somebody, your thoughts is with the person that you are talking with. Like if you are by yourself and your thoughts are bothering you, go make a phone call, go talk to somebody. Because when you start talking with other people, this will cast away the wrong thoughts from you. Because your mind cannot be preoccupied with two things, with the thought in your mind and with the conversation at the same time. Your mind cannot do this. If the thoughts are attacking you heavily, and you tried and tried to uh, distract them, but you could not go and talk to somebody. When you are alone, Satan try to attack you with negative thoughts. That's why when you go and talk to the people, this will be a better uh, choice. Number 10, actually, prayer is a strong tool in casting away thoughts. As we say in the fraction, every thought that does not please your goodness, may it be far from us. We are praying in every divine liturgy that every thought that's not pleasing to God, may it be far from us. Train yourself to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to pray. Mar Isaac of Syria has a wonderful idea. You will like pray about the thought that distract you. Even if it's a negative thought, sinful thought, turn this thought into prayer. Ask God to purify your mind from this sinful thought. Ask God to purify your mind from this negativity. If you are judging somebody, and instead of judging, pray about this person to God. If you feel angry against somebody, Pray to God for this person. Then your thoughts will calm down and your heart will change. Number 11, it's better to run away from thoughts than to fight them. For the evil thought that preoccupies your mind while you are fighting with them, then it will pollute your mind. It will ruin the purity of your mind. So don't deceive yourself by saying, I will see how the thought progresses and how it ends. Even of curiosity. Daydreaming. So you daydream about something negative or bad or sinful or lustful. Say, just daydreaming. Let me just see how it will develop and how it will end. This thought will hurt you, even if just daydreaming. You don't need to experiment or to live with this negative daydream. Let me tell you something. You will never fall in any sin unless you accept it in your mind first. You will never ever. You will never try cigarette. Never. As long as your mind did not accept it. But if your mind accepted, why not? Maybe one time. I can try it, then you will fall in it. Don't accept any negative thought 
or bad thought in your mind, even for one second, because this thought actually will take away the purity of your mind. How Satan made our mother Eve fall? He played with her mind. He made her believe a lie that it is okay to eat from the tree. It will not hurt her. You shall surely not die. When Satan played with her mind and she accepted the idea, she ate. If she did not accept the idea and if she became persistent, no. But again, our mother Eve should not get into dialogue. But she got into this dialogue. That's why I told you, don't get into dialogue with the thought. She got into this conversation and gradually she became desensitized to the sin and she accepted to do it in her mind. That's why she fell and gave Adam also. Don't say I will discuss the thought to show its weakness. No, the thoughts will overwhelm you. The thought will show you your weakness. That's why don't waste your energy fighting. Expel the thought, occupy your mind with something pure and sacred. This will strengthen you in your spiritual life and increase your zeal instead of these struggles and discussion with the thoughts that are not good at all but will harm you. The last point, number 12, know also the thoughts. If they continue, thoughts will lead to desires. And when thoughts turn into desire, this will be more dangerous because they will be moved from the mind to the heart, from the thought to the emotions. It is easy actually to control your mind than to control your emotions. It is easy to expel negative thoughts than expelling negative emotions. It's more difficult. So you don't want the thought to turn into a desire. For example, if you have a desire to start thinking about, for example, drugs or anything, pornography, and then it turn it into a desire, emotions, it will be more difficult for you. Be careful. Don't let the thought turn into emotions. Move from the mind to the heart. Love of money, for example. If it became a desire inside the person, or love of pleasure, if it became a strong desire in, in your heart, it will require more grace from God to expel it than if it is just an idea in your mind. I pray these 12 points will help us to control our thoughts and to be in charge of our thoughts so that our thoughts, as I said, control our actions and also control our emotions. May the Lord purify our thoughts and give all of us the ability to capture every thought to the obedience of Christ. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.